Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Gregory Wrightstone joins us here in our broadcast, and he is fantastic. He has got a fantastic book out there and a lot of things going on. Gregory, you also have an exciting new app. Talk to us a little bit about this app, my friend. I want to start there. Yeah, it's uh, it's groundbreaking. Um, it's got what I've done is taken the sixty inconvenient facts that are in my book. Uh, all of them are facts that Al Gore and Dr. Michael Mann don't want your listeners to know. And what I've done is put these into an app. Each each inconvenient fact has a uh, a well illustrated chart uh, representing each of the facts. For example, on polar bears, I've got Two facts on one shows uh, 60 years of population uh, of polar bears. The other shows the relationship between declining sea ice and polar bears. Uh, droughts. You can have all this at the uh, right in the palm of your hand. It's powerful, powerful uh, information that we have right here. It, what we're going to do with this empower your listeners to speak and talk confidently about climate change and because they can talk and have backup, well-sourced, well-scienced, well-researched material in the palm of their hands. That way, if if they're at uh, um, Easter dinner and their idiot nephew, Mikey, tells tells you, and he's majoring in environmental science and and whatever at uh, Kansas State, that, uh, that he tells you the polar bears are going stinky, you go, wait a minute, Mikey, here's, here's a chart on my phone showing polar bears have been increasing for the last 50 years. What about that, Mikey? And so it gives you this, and it's and it's the sort. What, who, oh, who's the source? Oh, it's Susan Crockford, the most noted polar bear expert on Earth. Okay. Uh, so this, this really uh, empowers your listeners with to speak and talk confidently uh, about the many misconceptions and, and uh, misrepresentations about our changing climate. And it's, it's available on both the App Store and the Google Play Store. It's uh, available both the Android and Apple, just released and approved by Apple this week. Um, it's a free app you can go get. just yeah. need to search for Inconvenient Facts. Fantastic, fantastic. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Now, uh, how did this app come about, my friend? Excuse me? How did the app come about? How, um, how, why did I, you decide to produce uh, this? What was the idea behind putting the app together, Gregory? I got contacted out of the blue by a guy in Boston who loved my book. And he's an app developer. And he said, uh, do you have an app for your book? And I said, well, no, I hadn't really thought about it. And he says, if you do, I want to buy it. And he approached me, um, and we've become business partners now on this. Um, he's in Boston. Uh, we've been working on it for four months. He does the technical app development. I'm providing the content. Uh, so it's been a four-month process. Just approved. Of course, he's from Boston. He's a Patriots fan. And we got approval from Apple just before kickoff. So he had a, a really, really good Sunday. Um, 
because again we were fighting Apple on this uh, for the last three weeks, uh, doing everything that Apple needs you to do to get an app approved, which is a lot, as it turns out. We have got a great guest with us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. The fantastic Gregory Wrightstone joins us here in our program. And um, so uh, give me more details on this. What, why did all this uh, come to be with, uh, with, with, with you speaking out against what Al Gore and some of these folks have uh, been saying? Yeah, well, I started out... Uh, we've talked before. You know that I, I didn't set out to write a book. I really didn't. I set out to seek the truth about climate change because as a geologist, I knew that some of what we were being told about climate change was just wrong. Uh, and that drove me to, for this search for the truth. Because when I got into this, there's so much, as, as your listeners know, there's so much contradictory information out there about climate change and global warming. You know, why isn't it global warming? Why is it climate change now? And and early on, I said, you know what, I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm going to I'm going to dive into this and find out the truth for myself. So I'm back to the base data from NASA, NOAA, peer-reviewed studies, to try and find the truth. And what I found and which led to the book was, was shocking in that much of what your listeners are being told about climate change, in other words, increases in in fire, drought, hurricanes, tornadoes, you name it, uh, what I call the climate apocalypse events, just the opposite is occurring. Uh, you, you guys live out there in Tornado Alley from your, where you're broadcasting from, and we find that actually tornadoes, uh, F3 and, and more, have been in a long-term decline. Uh, 2016 was the second lowest number of tornadoes in the United States. 2013 was the lowest. So here, just in the last couple of years, We've had the lowest number of tornadoes, um, and that dates by the records date back to 1850. So this isn't this is just not a one-off occurrence. There's been a, a pretty good decline uh, in those. So we see that forest fires, for example, are actually decreasing. Where uh, <clears throat> we're being told by the National Climate Assessment, in particular, was published in December, and they prominently featured uh, the fact that forest fires were increasing due to climate change and global warming when when the science, the facts, and the data tell us that fires worldwide, globally, across the United States, and even in California, the number of fires are declining. Even in California, uh, which was a shock to me, I, I, I thought fires were increasing. We find out, uh, according to CAL FIRE, uh, there are about 50%, roughly 50% as many fires today as there were about 30 years ago. Now, granted, the, the size of the fires are, are bigger. Uh, we've seen an increase in area burned, which means each fire is about twice as big as it used to be. Um, but that's attributable to bad forest management practices rather than uh, any, any influence from global warming, climate change, or whatever you're going to call it today. Uh, and so... Uh, the experts from the Canadian Fire Service in the United States, the National Interagency Fire Center, uh, tell us that fires are decreasing because of climate change. Particularly, it's, it's uh, an increase in soil moisture content that is leading uh, to decrease in fire. And that we, we see that's also the reason we're seeing decrease in drought uh, worldwide and again across the United States. Again, we're told that drought because of climate change and global warming is increasing. 
Just the opposite's happening. And that's a good thing. You know, I look back, if, if we look back over the last 150 years, we find what, what's happened. We've seen humanity and the earth prospering like never before. It was what was called Klaus and the author. Klaus and called it the 5,000-year leap, where we condensed five millennia of advancement into the last 150 or so years of, of American or of, of human existence. Uh, just tremendous prosperity, technological advances, agricultural advances. Nothing, no, no advances has ever have ever been been seen before to the scale that we've seen. But yet these climate alarmists, they look into the future. You know, we're looking we're looking in the rearview mirror and seeing nothing but wild prospering, while carbon dioxide is increasing and temperatures are increasing. Uh, they look forward and see nothing but doom and despair. Uh, it's really a, a horrible negative outlook. And as you know, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of the benefits of, of rising temperatures and increasing CO2. And it's, most of my presentations, I, I give different presentations, but most commonly I'm talking, the, the title will be something on the order of, of uh, inconvenient facts, how rising temperatures and increasing CO2 are, are benefiting the earth and humanity. And it's not by a little. It's by a lot. You know, we're, we're just, no matter what aspect you look at, uh, increasing crop growth has been stunning. Uh, it's not just because of rising temperatures and CO2, of course, technological advances and other things and farming practices, but um, rising temperatures and increasing CO2 are definitely benefiting uh, agricultural products, uh, combination of uh, warming temperatures means a longer growing season. Uh, rising, uh, increasing CO2 leads to tremendous increases in crop growth. Uh, and we see that uh, uh, in the book and in the, in the app, if your listeners get, when your listeners get the app, not if, because they, uh, I want to get, I want to get this app and everyone interested in the subject uh, to empower them. They can have a chart in the app there uh, that shows a chart of laboratory studies done by Dr. Craig Idso and his team that show that increasing CO2 by 300 parts per million will lead to a 46% average increase in crop growth. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. What do you think? I think it's amazing. Gregory Wrightstone with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder. He's got a fantastic new app out there. It is available on both uh, the app stores, uh, iPod, and Google Play. Now, um, with this app, uh, moving forward, what are some of your goals for the app? Boy, I'm, when I wrote the book, I said I want to empower people. I want to put this information out there in people's hands and create a, a readable, understandable a book with information there. Uh, but you can't carry the book with you. And if you're in conversations with people, it'd be nice to have the, the information available to you because it's really hard for laymen and non-scientists. I'm, I'm a geek. I mean, I, I live and breathe this all day long, every day. So, I mean, this stuff, I'm just fully immersed in it, but your listeners aren't. They're not. Most of them are not scientists, and they're, they're, so what I've done, what this does, it really does empower your listeners to confidently speak 
about the facts of climate change. And these are facts that you're not going to get from NASA or NOAA. The data comes from NASA and NOAA in some places, but they don't, they don't necessarily want you to know it. Uh, for example, the, uh, the biggest greenhouse gas that there is by far, uh, most people say, oh, it's carbon dioxide. It's not. It's water vapor. But if you go to the EPA website, there'll be not, there's not a mention of water vapor. There's a chart showing greenhouse gases, and CO2 is by far the dom on their pie chart is the dominant greenhouse gas. They, they, they completely ignored the largest one, which is water vapor. And that's, that's on purpose, because what that does, if you ignore water vapor, that over-accentuates uh, carbon dioxide and its warming effect. So these are the things, you know, but a lot of the data on this app, it comes from NASA and from NOAA. Uh, I've gone and gotten the, the data where we put the, the temperature data and the CO2 data in the long-term perspective. And, in fact, if you go to each one of these 60 facts that are on the app, what you'll find is that you'll find a chart, one of the scariest charts in the book, uh, was the chart of 140 million years of, of uh, CO2 history. And what you find there is that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, here we are, it's fact number five. 140 million years of CO2 data showing almost a straight line decline from 2,500 parts per million, which is, uh, more than eight times our current value of 400 parts per million. You'll see that going almost uh, in a straight line to what I call the line of death. Uh, at 150 parts per million, uh, that's the lower threshold at which plant life can survive, 150 parts per million. At the end of the last ice age, it actually got to 172 parts per million. Within 20, just an eyelash of crossing that line of death. If we ever crossed that, just imagine what that would do. Plant life can't survive at less than 150 parts per million, and we got ever so, no so close to, to crossing that threshold. And that would be a true climate apocalypse, of course. Then nothing that relies on plant life could exist either. Um, and so we've been, we're really blessed to see an increase in CO2. Uh, and inc increasing CO2, I'm often asked, well, what are the dangers of, of increasing CO2? What if it's, where's the high limit? Well, the U.S. Navy's submarines often exceed 6,000 and 8,000 parts per million that are sailors. Now, based in mind, this is still parts per million. It's still a, just a trace gas. Um, you have to really get the CO2 concentrations much, much higher than that uh, is when it get, becomes uh, dangerous to life. But again, we're at 400 parts per million, 0.04% of the atmosphere. Uh, although it's small, it's an extremely important uh, molecule, and it's been called the miracle molecule for a good reason, uh, because it is, it is a necessary and vital component to, to life on Earth and, and, and to plants. Uh, so, so the app has been, I just, I'm so excited about it. The people that have seen it, uh, and I, I can imagine some of your listeners are have already downloaded it. It's easy to do. They're probably looking at it right now, and they're probably going, "Oh my God, look at this! This is amazing! This is all the information that you can get to have right there in the palm of your hand." It's again, I keep using the word empowering, but it really is. 
Um, actually, I'm, I'm I'm going out to Dallas next week. The the, the many of those on the Glenn Beck team uh, have downloaded the app, and uh, they wanted me to come out a day early to their studios and talk about it. So uh, we've just we've just rolled it out, but we're there's so much excitement going going around with this. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool, actually. It's it's all I envisioned. Uh, my and my my app develop, developer Carl out of Boston's done a great job on that. Well, I appreciate you making time. Uh, before we let you go, mention the website, social media, everything. Yeah, my uh, website is inconvenientfacts.xyz. Inconvenientfacts.xyz. A lot of great material there. And if you want a copy of the book, you can get $5 off. Use the uh, code 1776. Hard, hard, hard not to remember that. Uh, and that's posted on the website. Uh, and uh, so I'm on, I'm on Inconvenient Facts. Uh, if you go on Facebook, look there. Uh, come over and like me. And uh, how could you not like me? There you go. By the way. There you go. How could you not? All right. Well, that's thank it. you, Greg. I appreciate it, my friend. There he goes, Gregory Wrightstone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.